Add a grandchild to your family and everything changes. All of a sudden, the crib returns to your spare bedroom, there's a gate guarding your stairs, and you have something in your kitchen that warms up a bottle. Now, that's just part of being a rock star grandparent. As we are preparing to honor moms in about 10 days, we're focusing this morning on grandmas as we are revisiting a conversation with grandma and great-grandma Chris Howard, who is part of the Duck Dynasty family. Chris, welcome back to The Morning Conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we talked to you uh, several years ago about your book, uh, Rockstar Grandparent. You've got a new book out called Rocking It Grand. Is this a continuation of the other book? Actually, what happened with this new book is I um, my last book came out a couple of years ago, and I have a good friend who lives close by. She called and said, I think we should partner up on some grandparenting things. And it's kind of like where I am with tennis now. Like I like to play with a partner, you know, the older you get, doubles is more, you know, your speed, you know. So uh, when Shelly called and said uh, she'd like to partner for a lifestyle site. So we did that because creating and keeping a website going is a job. Right. So it really appealed to me to partner with Shelly Thomason and We got that going, and then Christian Parenting out of Dallas called and asked if we would do a a podcast. Well, there's a whole other thing for us grandparents, and so we got the podcast going, calling it Rocking at Grand, that um, we put out things weekly for grandparents and parenting as well, because I think so many young people today, new moms and dads, are looking for wisdom from grandparents. And we found that out with our lifestyle site. We had so many contacting us saying, would you say something about this and about Mm. that? And so we try to reach out to to all ages with that. Well, then the next step was another book. And so Focus on the Family partnered with us on that. And we are really excited. It's a little bit of a different format than my first book. Of course, Shelly does a chapter and I do a chapter. And we like to give action steps with everything we do. So we say reflect on it. And then rock it, you know, use what we just talked about in some way to enhance your life with your grandkids or or any kids in your life that you have an influence over. Mm. And that can be even nieces and nephews are a huge part of my life as well. Mm. We want to make a difference, be a game changer, step in, pour into the lives of, of any children that we're involved with. Chris, someone doesn't have to talk to you very long to feel your passion about being a grandmother. And talk to us about that. Like, where did that come from? Why are you so passionate about your role as a grandparent? I said this when I was interviewing with my first book. Grandparents have had this unbelievable role in the lives of their grandchildren for centuries. My grandfather, I can remember him literally getting up from his bed and walking to his chair and not moving much for the last 10 years of his life. And we adored him still. He worked a puzzle with us or we sat in his lap. He told us a story. So whatever you are able to do as a grandparent, the bar is not even that high because mm. grandkids just love us mm. because we're the grandparents. And I know grandparents who live miles and miles away, but through FaceTime, their grandkids know exactly who they are. So I had great grandparents that I loved and adored. And I watched my mom and dad be amazing grandparents to my children. And so I think if I were to say the thing that influenced me in that direction would be watching that legacy that was handed down to me from not just my parents, but my husband's parents as well, who 
poured into my grandchildren in a little bit different way. They're not like me making a TikTok with them, but <laughs> they you know, they did their thing. Like they, you know, they took them fishing and singing and playing the piano. And just, I can just think of so many things that my children's grandparents poured into my kids. And that inspired me. Plus the fact that I just adore all of them. And now I have the fifth great grandchild coming so it just keeps getting better and better so chris when i think about grandparenting there's the common thing that you kind of hear in a role that grandparents kind of own and that's called spoiling the grandkids but I, i'm thinking that you wouldn't say that's the highest calling and purpose and role for a grandparent so as you think about that what do you see as the primary role i think that's the easy part for us uh we'll go to walmart and see this and that that <laughs> the kid will just love and uh, we have that sucker we keep hidden in our purse so we can pull that out you know at just the right time so that's the easy part about grandparenting the more tougher part is that intentionality about pouring into them about your faith and the legacy of your family and those kinds of things, which are really the most important thing. And those things can all be done alongside with the sucker that's hidden in the purse and the extra little gift that you just want to pick up just because you love them. My mother was so great about saying that a spoiled child is a child that someone doesn't want to be around. A child who's very loved by parents and grandparents is a different kind of child. Mm, so good. So we've always followed that in our family and, and know that you can't over love a child mm. that's in your life. I live on the same street as my daughter, Corey, and her six kids. And sometimes I didn't have the luxury of being the spoiling grandma because we live close together. And so you have to step away from that at some point to also uh, pour into discipline, help, shape, form those grandkids. I was laughing last week because my two of my girls who live in um, Huntsville are now almost college graduates. And at some point in their high school, maybe middle school time, they'd come to visit me. And when they left, they left the room an absolute wreck. And I had to very kindly, gently, but firmly tell them that that would never happen again when mm. they go to visit people they should leave that room in the same way it was when they came. After they left for Thanksgiving, I went back to that room, and I'm telling you, it was spotless and has been since that day. I think grandparents can use that voice of wisdom and mm. discipline and love to help shape and mold our kids, and we should be able to do that within the proper boundaries and framework of the parents always. So Chris, it's one thing as a grandparent to have your idea of the role that you want to play in, in the life of your grandchildren. It can be another thing, the entirely the role that their parents, your children want you to play. How do you navigate that well? In modern America, we are at a different time, you know, 50 years ago when people lived on a farm and everybody's mm. roles were real clearly defined about yeah. who did what in the life of a family. And today roles are confused and there's a lot. I speak to so many grandparents who are raising their grandchildren and then some who are not raising them, but do the day-to-day -day child care. All of that is a, a different world too. For me, with my children, I always listen to the parents' needs 
first about what they would expect out of me as a grandparent to them. Fortunately, my kids had no expectations. They don't care really what I do. But I'm very mindful about now that my grandchildren, John Luke's married to Mary Kate and Sadie's married to Christian. And so they bring in a whole nother thing. You know, every family that enters your family brings in their traditions and their rules and their boundaries and those kind of things. And I think that's when a lot, why a lot of grandparents step back because they don't want to do that hard work to understand all of that. But it is hard work, but it's also filled with so many blessings. If you just take that time to step back and be mindful, talk to a new grandma this week, brand new baby came over the Thanksgiving week and she was so cute. She was like, Ooh, the first day we got there, dad already had some expectations. I'm like, you know, that's exactly right. Because these new parents have expectations too of how the baby's going to be passed around, who's going to feed the baby, all those kinds of things. But this new grandma was so sweet about, you know, she said, I just had to step back and say, you know what? This isn't my baby. I am the grandmother. And sometimes that's hard, that very first grandbaby, because you have been the one doing all the raising. Now it's up to the parents. So just being really intentional and listening to the needs of the parents, I think, is so important. Chris, let's put a scenario out there that probably many grandparents have hit or will hit. You're walking with your kids, your grandkids, you're around them. You're seeing something that concerns you. You're seeing something that they're doing some things with their kids that you don't necessarily agree with, you think is not good. What's a right way? What's a wrong way to maybe address that? Well, a wrong way, and you probably and everybody <laughs> should know this, is to do it right in front of parents and kids. Mm. The right way would always involve a private conversation, starting with you are such great parents, and I am loving my journey watching you parent. But I'm concerned about this one issue, and you guys have probably already thought this through. This is just maybe me thinking about it, you know, you could approach it that way. But I always say, for me, my background is education. I taught kids with learning disabilities for a long time. So if it's not something that is harmful to them, and if it's not something that you feel like might affect them because of a potential learning disability or something like that, then it's best to just pretty much stay out of it and just enjoy your role as a grandparent. Uh, but when you do see some area that concerns you, then approach it very cautiously at a private time with, of course, doing all those building up of the parent first and then saying, I'm just wondering if this is just me or have you noticed this as well? Right. Yeah. And obviously the ideal is like my son, which I appreciated. He said, some people don't like people giving them input and advice. I do. So like, if you ever see anything, if you ever have any concerns or anything that you want to give, give it to me, you know, he wouldn't want me to kind of expect or force it on him, but to offer that wisdom. Chris, I'm sure we've got some brand new grandparents out there <laughs> that are listening this morning. So as you think about that, what advice would you give? My word, it's such an amazing journey. My advice would be just to enjoy the journey. Don't shy away from whatever role you want to play in their life. Again, being mindful of the boundaries the parents have set. And I know that can be a problem in a lot of households, but if your children are open to your involvement in the kids' lives, take it. Enjoy every minute of it. Be intentional. 
share your faith, share your legacy, share your history of your family. Those are the things that bring kids security. And we've known that for years in the child rearing community that kids thrive best when they feel secure about the traditions of their lives, the legacy that's been handed down to them, the history that surrounds them and the people that love them. You are the link to all those things to those grandchildren. So pour into them. Chris, a little bit ago, you used the word intentional as a grandparent. It can be so easy just to be kind of passive in that. So what does it mean to be intentional? Grandparents can be passive in the role because mm-hmm. their whole life, they've raised their kids that they may be ready to step back. And I totally get that as well. But for me, the intentionality, as I kind of said earlier, I think just comes from knowing the importance of it. I think biblically, you know, scripturally, we know that God values that uh, generational faith and relationships. So the intentionality, of course, when they're little is involved in things like uh, reading the stories to them you want them to hear, calling the parents and say, hey, I've got a free night. Can I keep them while you guys go off and enjoy a day? Offering that is so huge for those parents who need that time away because you want to invest in those parents too who are raising your grandchildren. Now for me, now that mine are all older, uh, my youngest grandchild is, is 17 and my oldest is Rebecca at 32. So my grandkids are older. So now intentionality to me looks like texting, phone calls, FaceTime with them because I want to intentionally be a part of their lives. Even though they're all in college, they don't care that much about me, okay? <laughs> about me calling them. You know, I've passed all of that. They don't run to me when they come up in the street anymore. It's those things you've done when they're little that let you still have that relationship when they're older. And so they call you, you call them, you text, you FaceTime, you do all those fun things that just keep relationships in your life. And as we get older, relationships are the most important thing. Chris, uh, children, grandchildren can be so entertaining, but one of your 18 ways to be a game-changing grandparent is in a chapter that you titled, They Don't Want to Entertain Us. I would love to hear your heart on that. That is actually Shelley's chapter, but my title, because (laughs) I remember when I was growing up and a lot of grandparents roles really was you go in and parent says, sing that song you learned at school today or play that new piano piece, you know. So a lot of times when our grandchildren are little, they do play that role of entertaining us. And do not be mistaken, my 17 year old will come over and I will still say, "Okay, sit down and play whatever you're playing, you know. But the reality is the older they get, they don't want to entertain us. And I don't want them to feel that it's their responsibility to entertain me. I want to have a busy life. I want to have things going on. I want to be interesting to them. I want them to say to me, to mama, what do you have going on this week? Hmm. You know, like I say that to them. I say for grandparents and anybody as we're getting older in that community, Stay interesting, even to the point of reading the books maybe that they're reading. Say, hey, what are you reading? I want to read that too. I don't think we should depend on our children or our grandchildren to entertain us. We need to walk our own life and then 
enjoy and celebrate everybody who's in this life with us. Chris, as you think about the principles that are outlined in the book, which one has been especially impactful for you as a grandma? I think that very first chapter I talk about um, a time that I'd gone with my granddaughter Sadie to speak and someone came up to me and asked if they could just pray over me. And this was like very early in the Duck Dynasty years. And so all of it was new to us. We were just beginning to start traveling with Sadie speaking and different things. So I was quite surprised and I said, absolutely. And first thing she said to me is, I want you to realize that your ceiling is the floor your grandchildren will build on. Then she prayed this beautiful blessing over me. And so I put that as the first chapter because I think that's the first thing we all need to realize is whatever our accomplishments are on this earth, that is the floor of where they are going to start building from as long as we have included them in all of those things like they see the legacy that we have built and then they step into that floor that's above what we've done and they just grow and fly with that and Mm. of course we've watched our sweet Sadie who has an amazing ministry do exactly that just build on the lives of what my husband and I and Phil and Kay and our parents grandparents have done just blows me away every day that God just works that way, that these kids are able to just go where we've gone and then go in further. Well, Chris, it has been so good to be able to have you on the conversation once again this morning. We really appreciate the insight that you provide. Thanks so much for giving us grandparents and soon-to-be grandparents so many good things to think about. Thank you so much for having me. 